Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is Monday. It's going to be a big week here on This Week in Startups. We're going to start off today with more layoff news, the mighty Amazon. So now we have Facebook slash Meta and Amazon of the big four or five tech companies have both laid off over 10,000. News today that Amazon's laying off 10,000 in the white collar suite, not the factory workers, not the delivery, not the blue collar side, the white collar side. Big news, mm-hmm. 10,000 employees. Big news. And then we're going to talk about the latest updates because we cannot help ourselves on the FTX saga. Um, there's kind of an interesting report today about the state of mobile gaming and mm-hmm. uh, the decline in advertising hitting that previously untouchable space. That's fascinating. And, and what it means for you know investors who may have gotten into that space back yeah. in the day. And since it's this week in startups and we try to keep at least 50% of the content startup related even if these big companies blowing up and laying people off and everything we're going to end the show with a we live in the future augmented reality segment very cool and a very cool startup of the day in the med spa space mm-hmm. med spa new acronym we'll new it. word we'll med just call spa. it fix in your face the fix in your, fix face, in your face startup yeah all right <laughs> it's gonna be a great show stick with us this week in startups is brought to you by linkedin jobs A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Policy Genius. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quote and see how much you could save. Fitbod. Tired of doing the same workouts at the gym? Fitbod will build you personalized workouts to help you progress with every set. Get 25% off your subscription or try out the app for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash twist. Hey, Molly. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Went roller skating like a hipster. I think I did see that on your private social. Mm-hmm. Say where, mm-hmm. but so not rollerblading, roller nope. skating. Skating. Four wheels and everything. They'll the light up. Mm-hmm. There's a really cute pop-up rink right now ah. uh right by city hall in san francisco you should take the girls it oh so fun you reserve just like a 90 minute slot they got the disco lights and the and they're you know and you get skates are included with your like 15 dollar ticket and the skates oh, wow. have light up wheels it's actually really outdoor shockingly indoor. fun it's outdoor it's like I under a tent it. and oh and are they are they playing like fun music and like 70s mm-hmm. music or something yeah I, sometimes like i watch it. these it's freaking delightful I watch these like old men who like were into skating in the seventies. So you get like these five or six guys doing like they're kind of going in the circle, but their feet are in sync. So you got five old dudes dancing in sync on TikTok. I don't know how you know how TikTok like figures something yep. you like. And then TikTok realizes I'm gonna be an old man soon, but I'm like the old man who won't age. Who will be roller so skating? Who will be roller skating? Uh-huh. But you know, this used to be, people forget Molly, a a thing in the 70s and 80s to do when you were looking for something to do before yeah. video games were big, they were just starting. And there was, you know, you had movies, but there were only two or three new movies out at a time. And if you saw them all, you'd be like, hey, what are we going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? And roller skating was a bona fide activity. So mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, we had multiple roller skating halls. They were giant. Bowling was the thing to do. And, and people enjoyed life a little bit more because they were out doing fun activities, correct? Oh, absolutely. We used to go to the roller rink on the regular every weekend Mm -hmm. and you could always tell like who was dating because they'd be skating and holding hands and then you got 
like all your social points came from yeah. could you skate backwards or not, which was, I should say, the only time I fell down on Saturday was trying to skate backwards. Oh, you tried and I was it? like, you know, I haven't done this in 30 plus years. I'm just going to go for it. Sweet. I used to be able to ski if backwards. If you don't fall down, you're not trying, you know? I used to be able to ski backwards and I was almost tempted to do it last year, but oh, there's God. snow in Tahoe. They opened the ski mountains a I week saw. early. Of course, I'm going to have to sacrifice the first month of ski season, I think, just to work on, you know, special projects as it were. But let's get back to work here. I noticed a uh, Amazon, the mighty Amazon, sitting the on tons Amazon. of cash, was in the news for a 10,000 executive layoff. This is after Facebook's 11,000 last week. And the week before, you had Twitter, Stripe. Can't remember all the ones. That, that week, there were six. Some, yeah, it was like everything. It was everything. So let's go through yeah. this because 10,000 seems like a very low number considering how many people they have. And I'm not sure if this is warehouse workers or executives with a company like Amazon. It's a little more nuanced. I doubt it's, they're getting rid of warehouse they're workers. They're definitely they not more. getting rid of exactly right. no drivers, no warehouse workers two months before Christmas or a month and a half or whatever, right before the holidays start. Um, the layoffs could start as soon as this week and would focus specifically on corporate employees in the devices organization so kindle alexa fire stick the retail division and human resources that would represent about three percent of its corporate employees amazon has three hundred thirty thousand corporate employees has 1.6 million total global employees when you include the delivery drivers and the warehouse workers three percent is the smallest rift reduction in force that we've seen it's almost not even worth announcing a 3% rift could be accomplished with a performance-based review and cutting the bottom 5%. It was uh, Jack Welch who said cut the bottom 5% every year. They, you know, some people buy into that management philosophy of, you know, cutting the bottom 5 or actually in this case, I believe it was 10 and then just hiring another 10%. So this is odd. It's a signal to the market, but it's not enough to make any kind of impact on their earnings, I would say. I feel like it doesn't isn't even a signal to the market. It feels to me like it's just sort of an opportunistic reorg, you know, more than anything yes. else, because Amazon, like we did their Q3 earnings, which were fine. Like we did not get any sense. I don't think from those earnings that there was a concern like AWS revenue, the big profit center was up 27% year over year, up about a 4% quarter over quarter. That was a slight miss in expectations, but its revenue grew 40%. Yep. It's operating income was $5.4 billion. Now, to be fair, all other Amazon segments lost money other mm -hmm. than AWS, which is why I actually think this is an opportunistic reorg that's all about what kind of we've been thinking that Andy Jesse was going to do all along, which is focus on AWS. That makes all yeah. the money. It feels to me like this is the start of austerity measures at Amazon. Uh, remember, I said these things are like a contagion. I said this uh, maybe in the first quarter when they started. And at some point, you're looking around saying, we're the only ones who haven't taken any action. We haven't battened down the hatches. And Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos said, hey, it's time to batten down the hatches. He, he has said that exact statement. So this is the start of battening down the hatches. What does it mean? You can always hire people back is the common management philosophy. So in a down market. In an up market, people had the philosophy. I was talking to a very high profile founder yesterday, and they said, you know, management teams are now going from we can't afford to lose this person to, well, 
we need to make dollars today as opposed to dollars tomorrow. So if we need them, and it turns out we made a mistake, or if we need them, I'm not talking about Twitter, by the way, I'm talking about another company, we will hire them back. And so this is a very small amount, I would suspect they're going to do this two more times to get up to 10%, maybe. And this also is, you know, not enough to have a dramatic impact on the overall economy. So despite how hard this is, Molly, for the people impacted, this might be peak compensation for them for the next, you know, couple of years, I would suspect it will be so people who are getting laid off right now, I do think, instead of what happened the last what 10 years, you could always expect to make 10% more at your next job 20% more. Now it's gonna be the opposite, you should probably expect to make 10% less 20% less is. And so that's hard for people, people are gonna have to rebalance their their balance sheets if they had high spending private schools, mortgages, vacations planned, 401k contributions, all that stuff, just like companies are. So this is how the economy reorganizes in real time, all caused by the Fed raising rates, and everybody being focused on the dollar that you can make today, which comes two ways, yes. that's spending, or make more. And so austerity yeah. measures hitting all aspects of the economy. Can you think of an area where austerity measures haven't kicked in yet, Molly? Oh, oil and gas is having a party. Um, mm -hmm. I do want to go back to actually I, a prediction that I made around Amazon, which yeah. is that I said, if things do get particularly tight, because again, Jassy is all about AWS. That is what's making the money. Everything else is sort of like, eh, you could see why you would start with like the Kindle Fire. There are the little Alexa devices that plug into yeah. TVs that just are not like necessary. Um, one of the things I said was if things do get really tight at Amazon, expect Andy Jassy to cut a bunch of hit those big Bezos Hollywood projects, the billion dollar shows on Amazon Prime. So I feel like if that company really moves into true austerity, then that's where we'll see it. But I don't think anybody, I don't think any industry is contracting as hard as tech right now. Yeah, crypto has collapsed. Tech is tightened. If you put those in the same bucket, I do not because they act so differently. Those two, I think real estate is happening as we speak. Real estate's so happening. That's true. Real yeah. estate's happening. Wall Street and finance is happening. Redfin has already measures there. Yeah. yeah. And then I understand from my friend in Hollywood, he said the last six months, every single streamer is on pause. And so they were pitching something and they said, don't even bother pitching us. We have to digest what we have. So to your prediction, my friend who's a director in Hollywood, and I was at a party and he had a bunch of his friends there. They were all lamenting, oh, no more cash coming in. So almost like startups, they operate, you know, like, hey, I got a script. Yeah. You want to option it? Hey, I got a project. Do you want to develop it? All of those checks have now stopped. So they're looking at, well, what checks did I get in the last two years? I got to make those payments coming to me, you know, last. And so this is how an overheated market unwinds. Government seems to be a place where we don't see any austerity measures happening yet. I don't I haven't heard of any cuts in government agencies or pay cuts or, you know, belt tightening. And so we'll see if that happens next. That would be an interesting one. I always said when these last four or five big companies do their layoffs, that's when we know that's like right before the bottom. And so here we are, Facebook, Amazon, and now we wait. Google and Apple. Apple exactly. hiring freeze, Google, I think hiring freeze. Let's see if they make actual rifts. I suspect what we'll see before the end of the year is Google do a full-on uh, riff. And I don't think Apple has the guts to do it. I think they have too much cash. They're too profitable. So I think what they'll do is performance-based, as we call them, gentlemen's layoffs. 
too proud to actually make a cut. So they just cut people based on performance or not coming I mean, back I'm to the office. I haven't, or they just don't need to. I mean, that's what's so interesting about this, right? It's like there's contagion. Yeah. And then there's like, it's like, it's totally fine to say when things are tough, you look at the, the business, the parts of your business that are not that necessary. And you might be like, you know, it's just not like devices has never been our core competency. Maybe it hasn't taken off like we thought. You know, people aren't using their Echo for anything but weather and timers. Not profitable, too, right? And like not profitable. It's a race to exactly. the bottom. People, they is might it, be selling a ton, but I don't know what profits there is in selling Echo. But like, other than that car project, is Apple doing a single thing that's not profitable? No, they're, they're right. super profitable. So like, why and cut? Like, I'm sort of just like, if you don't have, there's like, there's a, the like peer pressure factor. That's the contagion part. And, and that right. Wall Street expects it. So I guess the question would be, if the stock is not rising, then that would be the reason to cut. So I think Amazon stock has been getting clobbered. And this will be an effort to make the stock rebound to show Wall Street, hey, we, we take austerity measures in the bottom line, because the bottom line is contracting a bit. So if growth is slow, but I think everybody's now scared of this double dip recession. Because we did have 2.6% growth in the third quarter. I think everybody expects negative growth the next two quarters. I just don't understand how we're going to have a recession if there's 10 million job openings. I'll tell you a story, an anecdote, if I, if I can, Molly. Mm-hmm. Dot-com bust happened. And there was a really cool digital magazine about digital filmmaking in the 90s. And uh, some blogs in this company, in my friend's company. And there was somebody who was like the art director. And I was going out with my then uh, fiance, uh, now wife, mother of my three beautiful daughters, and we went out for Thai food. And uh, the server comes up, and I look up, and I say, hey, oh, I'm going to just make up a name here, Jane. She looks at me, and it's the art director from this company. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, and she said, oh, Jason, Jade, how are you doing? I'm so ashamed that you're seeing me as a server. I lost my job at this, you know, dot com. And I looked at her, and I said, I've was a waiter from the age of 10 years old to 22 when i started the magazine uh don't be ashamed about being a server is like good work if you can get it and she she like got teared up and she got, stood up and gave her a hug and that that's the humanity that's happening right now is i think there's going to be a lot of people i, I wonder if that's the, what's going to happen right now that's what i can't figure out if there's 10 million jobs molly mm-hmm are people going to have jobs? Or are they going to take six months off and do like little staycations with their six month severance? Or they make the six month severance last for two years by, you know, making austerity cuts as a, an individual. So, yeah. Right now, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Your runway might be a little tighter right now, right? And fundraising, certainly that's a little bit harder. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the most qualified candidates available. That's why you have to use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then you add your job to LinkedIn and you get that purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That spreads the word that you're hiring. So your network sees the purple ring. What a great innovation over at LinkedIn Jobs. We love all the easy to use tools that LinkedIn gives us. That's where we do our hiring. Uh, like screening questions. Screening questions, they, they filter out the non-serious candidate. And uh, it's really that simple. LinkedIn is where the most qualified people are. And that's where you're going to find your next great hire, just like I do. And so go find amazing, talented candidates today. And you'll understand immediately when you get to LinkedIn Jobs why they are rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to. And they help you do it faster. Post your job for free 
That's right, for free. LinkedIn.com slash twist. That's LinkedIn.com slash twist to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply because they're giving you something for free. It's very hard to understand this recession. I, it I would really be lying is. If, if I, I agree. Said like, I did. I think everybody who says they do is lying because it doesn't, it is not following normal patterns at all. I think we can say without question mm. that once you have layoffs in just tech, numbering in well into the tens of thousands, right? Like we're close yeah. to 50,000 total layoffs. That the you know, idea well, that's of in a, the last two weeks. It's got to be hundreds of thousands. It's got to be over a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds right. of thousands since the beginning of the year, I would say. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's yeah. no, so the, so all talk of you're all going to be fine soft landing for everybody. That's out the window. Like that's just not, that's not going to be right. the case. So we are going to see a real disruption and dispersion kind of, you know, similar to the dot-com crash to 2008. Like the tech industry had a bit of a lost yeah. And not even Three the years, industry, the individuals, right? The individuals, like people yeah. had a bit of a, like, I feel like I had a bit of a lost decade where my salary was kind of stagnant for five or six years. Wow. And yeah, I so. suspect that that something similar is, is likely to happen. The good news is it's not like there's any inflation. Oh, wait. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Your salary is sideways for five years as inflation is and whatever even it go winds up being, you know? Yeah. yeah you're spending so more at the pump and spending more on whatever. Oh, it's hard not buys. to see. Yeah. I mean, you are definitely going to see a lot more like there's been, you know, class-based rage. And I think that's yeah. that's only going to continue because you're going to see companies that were profligate, that just, you know, overhired, that were undisciplined, yeah. that threw money at things. And then they, all of these tens of thousands of employees end of employees end up being the sacrifice. And then you have like Bezos out here saying today, he's going to give away. away my $127 billion to charity. I'm not going to say how, and I have no history of doing this so far, and I didn't sign the giving pledge, but I'm definitely going to. And and it's not even a reasonable comparison just between his fortune exactly and layoffs at Amazon because you're not even in charge, but yeah. just expect so much the optics, more of that. The, the optics, certainly today, I saw somebody tweeted like the two screenshots. It might have been Ian Bremmer. Uh, like everybody did. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, know. okay, it's same day, this happening. And, you know, obviously that's, those are two separate events and one of them is laudable and one of them is necessary, but certainly optics wise, it's like, Oh, well, instead of, why don't you just not fire those people and be a little less profitable. But if the stock crashes, obviously that's not good for anybody who's at those companies. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start. Anyway, just expect that. I don't even, I'm not even cheering for it. I'm just saying, expect a lot more of that. There's cause people will feel resentful. Yeah. Yeah. If in fact they don't land on their feet, you know, and don't find a job because you know the, it's so weird to have a recession where we're not having wh- when all these jobs are available and you know people are still spending money i was talking to another person who is in the delivery business and they said in the united states um people are still doing you know delivery of food in europe it's slowed down a little bit they said uh people are now maybe picking up their food cooking at home so expect that as well you might see people who are delivery businesses you know people just maybe i'm going to do one less doordash one less you know uber eats one less postmates per week or month right so yeah it's it's all happening it is as it were it's all happening i was looking up the year to date um stock charts stock price charts of apple and amazon to see if i could use them to make a bit of a prediction Mm -hmm. on apple in particular because you do see this yep. dip and spike model that isn't too different. Like if you were to look at this chart and compare it to Amazon year to date. Yeah. 
Amazon maybe has a little bit more of a steady decline, but it's not that different. So if stock price alone is the reason, like, yeah, but that doesn't, yeah, I don't know. Well, this is going to get, as, as I had said about my Facebook prediction, that they'll start buying back their own a- a stock at these low prices. Mm-hmm. That's also going to put an interesting uh, rub in here. Hey, you're laying people off, austerity measures, buying back your stock at low prices. But the good news is, if that all is happening, what that means is the companies will become stronger, then they'll hit more earnings and profitability, and then we will change the mindset from one of scarcity to one of abundance. And so this is just for people who are going through it the first time. This is how it goes. People get really scared. People then clench up. They cut spending. They try to understand their spending. They look at all units. I I did this recently. I just told them, hey, tell me every SaaS piece of software we're working on. Tell me every reoccurring charge on our credit cards. Let's see if we can clean some of that up. So in a time like this, that's what business owners do. And so, and I've seen it in some SaaS companies, some SaaS companies that had low product market fit with some of their customers had people churn. And so, you know, you're going to see SaaS businesses churn. You'll see people cancel consumer subscriptions you know, 10, 20%. And so now you have that headwind. Plus, you have to work harder to get each sale. Each sale might be lower dollar amount. So it's just going to yeah. be work. And this is the process. The good yeah. news is all of these people will start <laughs> companies. And that's another way that after the fire rips through, you have the new seedlings, right? So you have this crazy forest fire. It's part of nature clearing out the brush and then all of a sudden new new oaks new evergreens new redwoods will start growing and starting tonight november 14th i am teaching founder university week one and i was in there and i you know despite all this like negativity out there molly i spent a couple hours last night instead of binge watching tv i just decided i would uh you know just do a little chat room with some of the founders for founder university and we're using a cool piece of software called circle it's like a kind of like slack plus notion and uh i'm i'm evaluating all the software but it's kind of neat like they're uh i wish notion and coda had chat rooms in it but the idea of having like a chat room associated with a page is going to be coming so um that is something i'm really interested in and i was just talking to founders and it's just great to see people who are working at other companies quitting and starting companies or at night moonlighting and learning how to start startups that is the viable option instead of sitting around which are you know sitting on your hands why not put those hands to work if you do get laid off find two of your friends if you're builders if you're just idea people you know you probably want to learn a skill beyond ideas those are the first people to get cut the marketers hr people like if you could actually build a product you know i'm talking about just if you want to do a startup right i'm I not mean, saying those aren't skills but you, you, you know, to actually be able to build a product is like I think the ultimate we skill. like to invest in builders. There are plenty of people who are able to start startups and do and outsource yep. their dev. And, you know, I mean, there are a lot yeah. of idea people who can run great businesses who don't necessarily have to know how to code. They don't push back on that one a little bit. Well, and no, just no, say, no, like, I, look, we have our wrong. preference for a reason, but also like the liquid death guy is a brand ninja. Right. So. It can happen, especially for serial founders. Um, And in a hot market, investors will, you know, um, back idea people. Uh, The the biggest piece of advice I can give you is even if you learn no code or growth hacking, specifically those two skills or product management, being able to build designs in Figma, um, those three you can learn. Developing is not for everybody, but those other three, growth, product management, and making Figma designs, if you do those three UX, you can learn those in six weeks. 12 weeks and if you do those 
it'll signal to investors, angels, that you're, you'll have product velocity without product spend. And that's what's attractive. So I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not saying those people Yeah, I mean, not, to be fair, you shouldn't just yeah. sit there being like, I have a super idea like a queen or whatever. And then like, there's so something go, between. someone go do it. There's something in between. There's something in between the two statements here. I'm, I'm trying but to We're not just saying get, that you have yeah. to, if you don't know how to, co- you know, if you don't know how to like literally build your product from scratch and be in the code, don't even bother. Cause that's, I think, not quite no. what we're the, about. the thing that has happened that I notice is for just for, you know, the part of this week in startups at startups is during a hot market. You could have three idea people start a company, raise a million or two million bucks, and you're like, okay, yeah, one's, you know, uh, all three, no, none of them are actually building the product or product expertise. And the market might allow that. Then when the market contracts like this and people really clench up and they're going to invest in one startup every quarter instead of one a month, the one they'll pick will be the one with the builder founders and the two they'll pass on will be the one with the idea people. So I'm not saying to journalists learn to code <laughs> and trolling them <laughs> but learn to code <laughs> no i mean copywriting is a valid like, skill i'm a copywriter I, myself but yeah i also like to to mix it up so just learn those skills if you can um and your chances of or find two people to be your co that's the other thing is the solo co-founder uh, also is going to become less attractive in this market having three co-founders two of which are builders one of which is an idea person right could, could be a better uh, mix so anyway just yeah. a tip for you listen life insurance very important and getting it will create massive peace of mind for you your loved ones hey and when you're a founder or a startup employee peace of mind can be hard to come by so check out policy genius it was built to modernize the life insurance industry it's an insurance marketplace that makes it easy to compare quotes from top companies like aig and prudential and you can do that in just a few clicks it's really easy to use and it's going to help you find the lowest prices. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find uh, options that offer coverage in as little as a week. And this helps avoid unnecessary medical exams. And these agents work for you, not the insurance companies. Plus, Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees and they won't sell your data to third parties. So here's your call to action. Very simple. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. Well done. Another tip in case yeah. you don't already know is don't fall for giant crypto hustles. We're just oh, going to be a quick, fraudster. Don't be a fraudster. Oh. Don't, um, don't unpack it. Don't steal your customers' money. We just keep coming back to this over and over oh, and over. My Lord. We're going to go back in a minute to a story about consumer spending, but we just have to like check in a little bit on everybody's favorite miniseries, docudrama, if you will. What the is happening with FTX today, the young and the bankrupt? Um, let's see. Over the weekend, over the past 40 hours, uh, several other exchanges experienced, like I think oh. BlockFi maybe just went under because what? everybody, but there was a bank run. Um, crypto.com experienced a run as everybody was trying to sell and cash out. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Some other small exchange was like, yeah, we're not sure we're going to survive the pressure because, you know, people are selling. They're just like launching these runs everywhere. Finance started coming to the rescue, Sam Bankman Fried style. Okay. And then, as for everybody's favorite little micro dosing polyamorous weirdo, he. <laughs> No, I mean, if you're poly, more power to you. <laughs> fine. Totally fine. All cool. All cool. And if you're microdosing with 
a therapist may be okay, but the speed thing was the thing I got concerned about. Did you see that? Yeah. That he was just like doing speed constantly. Constantly. Like, but he was also telling his team to do speed. Is that the word we're doing? Exactly. He was doing seminars on his penthouse and they were all sleeping together. And I'm sorry, that's that's salacious. But do you really expect me to walk on by? No, I, I mean, it's not a marker for fraud, but it's salacious as hell when you're putting together your movie script. And probably not the best way to run a corporation. So if you right. are living in a commune, hippie, whatever, that's cool. But maybe not start a company in that because that kind of gets crazy. I mean, for example, when we for are example. talking with founders yeah. and we meet married couple founders. Yes. Right. Disclose. Like it's not a huge red flag. But definitely disclose it. And it's yeah. a notable. It's something to have a discussion about. Thing, right. Like what happens if you break up? Do you have a plan? Do you have a for plan? For what happens yes. to this yes. company in a divorce kind of thing. So if you got 10 of them. Specific. Yeah, that's a bit of a matrix, is it not? Like, it's like, hey, we have, hey, HR, we have to disclose something. A and B, B and C and D, D and A and F, F, A, B, C, D. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I but- learned. This phrase actually from Ed Zitron, as this has been unfolding, which is polycule, which is a I'm romantic sorry, like a molecule, like a, a molecule, but it's a polycule, and it is okay. considered to be a romantic network or subset of relationships within a romantic network. And he just keeps tweeting constantly about his obsession with the polycule situation. Anyway, I'm sorry, man. I'm just so old school, man. You get- it's and then somebody was like tracking a jet. And trying to figure out if he had like fled to Argentina, and then he showed up in an esports tournament, and then that was the one I saw. Yeah, this is getting crazy. This morning, well, right, is when I, the tweets began. The tweets is the thing that is a cry for help, and I, I am now I'm going to be a little bit more serious because if you were writing this, if Mike Judge was writing this as like you know like the comeback season of Silicon Valley, it would be so unbelievable. People would tune out after the first episode, right? It's just just too crazy. Yes. As crazy as Silicon Valley was, it looks completely realistic compared it's to like what's happening. It's like you wish you wish I, you had thought of this storyline. Yeah. Exactly. But, yes, but here, now we are reaching the point of concern about the health of this young man. Yeah. So if you're on speed, um, just knowing the history of speed, um, Edie Sedgwick in Andy Warhol's factory, the Nazis were on speed and amphetamines. Uh, you, can, you can look that up. I watched a documentary on that. Speed is like one of the worst possible drugs. Now we have speed being given to people, kids, adults. It's been getting prescribed at it, you know, and no judgments here for people who are been prescribed, you know, whatever, Adderall, whatever uh, thing. But there, there is a serious amount of abuse that can occur here. These are serious drugs, speed. And in fact, part of the, the homeless uh, or uh, I'm reticent to call it homeless problem. Uh, people experiencing homelessness as a result of drug abuse, as a bo- as a result of mental illness, whatever combination tragically is happening there. Methamphetamine, people smoking meth, is the same thing. Honestly, it's all in the same rubric. Speed makes your mind go crazy. It makes you super aggro. It makes you do stupid. This is it also a- makes you feel unbelievably confident. Like people, yes. you know, like what happens is that people take this and they feel like they took the limitless pill. And Correct. they're getting and everything not. done and they're like n- crushing it and the bah and the confidence goes through the roof. And I mean, they say that they come out of it later and look at the quality of work they did and are like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But they think yep. that they're just that they can do no wrong. And, you know, stop me if that sounds familiar in this story. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, 
if you were a friend of mine and you told me, you know, you were thinking of getting on any of these speed, you know, even prescription stuff, God forbid stuff that's illegal, I'd stop you, I'd sit you down. And I said, let's talk through this decision. This is a this could be a very bad decision. And I I have had a dozen friends who have been put on stimulants. And I think out of them now, I'm talking over decades, like since, you know, I was in my 20s, I have friends. I think maybe nine out of 10 have told me it was the biggest mistake of their life. They regret it. They lost portions of their life to these drugs. And again, your mileage may vary. But when somebody starts tweeting out like acronyms or like what he's doing right now, this to me seems like a psychotic break. I don't think it's trolling. I think there's a good chance that this kid could kill himself, God forbid, or do something terrible that he regrets. Somebody needs to sit this kid down and, and check on him. If this is in fact him tweeting from his own account, I'm yeah. deadly serious here. People make really bad mistakes under pressure, like this level of pressure. Um, so he started tweeting one, what? That was 15 hours ago at the table. Then an H then an A, then a P, then a P, then an E. So obviously he's going to type what happened or what's happening. This is, you know, this is like Kanye level disturbing behavior. And we see social media is the the canvas for people who are under, you know, severe mental distress. And somebody's got to come for this kid and his parents need to go there and pick him up. I don't know where his parents are, but get on a plane and go pick up your son. I'm not joking. Like this is serious stuff, or maybe he's in jail and this is somebody else, or maybe he's been picked up already and this is somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. What is your take on this moment? I don't know. I mean, I think there's no question that at some point we we had a very similar conversation about Do Kwan when yeah. he was on the run and tweeting, you know, all kinds of bizarre things. Like mm-hmm. it, it is a not unexpected response to having your entire empire come crashing down and potentially authorities coming for you. I guess to yeah. kind of fall apart. I think we just have no, I think we just have no idea. We just have no idea. And I saw the and penthouse. It's, it's a weird put his penthouse thing. for sale. You see he that? put his penthouse up for sale. $40 million penthouse looked terrible, but that did not look like $40 million. I wouldn't pay $4 million for that. It's gross. Plus it's been home to a polycule for however long. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Oof, uh, oof, uh. I think that there there's, it's really interesting, right? Cause you see these tweets which seem to represent somebody who's not okay. And then you see these very specific actions, like he put his penthouse up for sale. Right. Which is a, you know, so logical, which is logical, which is in control of yourself. Like I just am not a hundred percent. You may be absolutely right Mm. about what the tweets represent. It could also be a giant troll. If he's also putting his penthouse up for sale and he's showing up in esports tournaments. I don't really know. But I do know like a lot of people have lost a lot of money and it appears that he was doing it at least on some level on purpose. I mean, this is the equivalent of if Ber- imagine Bernie, uh, Bernie Madoff yeah. or Elizabeth Holmes was like tweeting cryptic messages and Bernie Madoff was putting his, you know, penthouse or his Hamptons home for sale, doing this all while people had their accounts frozen, had lost exactly. their life savings. I mean, we have I'm to remember feeling like, like, I'm not trying to be super cold here. Like, I know I'm usually the mom in the room. Right. But like, sure, go pick him up and get him some help or whatever. But none of like none of what he did was the result of us. Like he took a bunch of drugs and he stole his customers money. Allegedly. And now he's on the run. Allegedly. 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 We'll keep. He tweeted about the drugs. That one's totally true. He actually just tweeted. He did tweet about it. Yeah. It could be 
prescription drugs. It could be under a doctor's care. Oh, no, be... I mean, a year ago, he tweeted about how, like, you got to do it. He was like, oh, yeah, you got to keep yourself in a constant buzz all the time. And then you take a downer for this. No. And then you take an upper. Yeah, no. I mean, like. Just this terrible advice. This is here's by a, here's his own some, admission, the drugs part, at least. <laughs> let, let me give people some advice here. What worked for me? I slept like a baby last night because I ran for like a mile and a half. Uh, I got my heart rate up and then I did three sets of reps on my tonal palette shout out to Peloton and tonal not sponsors of the pod right now But you know, I, I did like a hardcore workout. I just said hey, let me do like one or two more reps on each one And my body went to bed like a baby and I put on some uh, my blade runner. I have a blade runner playlist Like a tears in the rain playlist on a youtube like two minute soundscape, you know these soundscapes um, and yeah. I use those on com.com and on my uh Blade Runner on YouTube, you find the one you like that works for you and just get some goddamn sleep, people. How about that? How about you drink a glass of water, you get some sleep, you work out, and then you go hang out with your friends. And uh, yeah, I hope you're sharing this advice liberally with your other friend. All my friends get equal advice. Get some sleep. Always good. Drink some water. Get some sleep. Get some sleep, everybody. Okay, you know, I've been on a health kick over the past year or so. And you know I care about optimization and data-driven solutions. So if you listen to this podcast, I bet you do too, right? And so let me tell you about Fitbot. It is a data-driven workout app, and it blends machine learning with exercise science. So they will create for you, I kid you not, a custom dynamic program based on not only your fitness goals, but also your experience and what's the available equipment. You put in what you have available to you, and then it creates a custom workout for you. Again, using machine learning, and exercise science it's going to amaze you and you know it's going to vary the intensity and the volume between sessions you can customize the length of your workout what muscles you want to target and so much more so check out this demo let's say i want to get a 30 minute workout in i want to hit my chest triceps and abs but i'm staying at an airbnb with no equipment fitbot creates a perfectly optimized workout for you based on these parameters right very simple fitbot takes the guesswork out of fitness just open the app and start making progress you're going to get 25 percent off your fitbot subscription or you can try the app out for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash twist f-i-t-b-o-d dot m-e slash twist for 25 percent off one of the great companies in my portfolio some of the greatest founders i've ever worked with go check out fitbod.me slash twist for 25 percent off let's talk a little bit more about an industry trend that seems to rec- to uh, represent some consumer spending trends hmm. so you know mobile gaming hmm. yeah juggernaut. i i, I uh i, I know mobile deal. gaming yeah. yeah pretty pretty big pretty big industry like 90 yeah. billion dollars a year and for a while it was just like it could do no wrong like you will just build mobile games forever and everybody will continue to make money and it'll be amazing but yes. even the mobile gaming industry is now huh. starting to see a slowdown primarily because of the collapse of the digital ad market. So, okay. That interesting. makes sense. Yeah. The free versions of these games that sometimes my daughters like to play them. You know, I give them a little iPad time. If I have like a little technique here, you probably didn't have to go through this, Molly, because your kid missed this. Did they? Did your kid miss? I don't know. What's this? What's the strategy? Oh, oh sorry. My strategy. They want to get the iPad time. So I said, okay, we're going to have an art contest. All three daughters, one hour of art. uh, And I just come up with some idea. I would like you to make a painting or arts and craft project. And then I'm going to rate them on a scale of one to 10 based on my favorites. And uh, the clock is ticking. I set the time timer at an hour. And if you do that, you get an hour of screen time. They come back. The amount of art I am having my office here for my daughters is going through the roof. And they're so proud of themselves. 
and you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed that when dad rates these, the last three times, it was a three-way tie of 10 out of 10 each time. I can't believe it. Yeah. I, cause I am a, I am a connoisseur of art and I'm like, oh my God, the composure, the color of this 10 (laughs) out of 10. And I just go crazy. <laughs> so adorable, and they're like, "Daddy, can't all be tens out of tens? Give us different ratings." I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being objective. As an art critic, these are tens of tens, exactly. But this makes sense to me because I got them Apple Arcade. Speaking of Apple, and it's included in my Apple bundle. I have the Apple bundle. I got the family plan. They all have Apple Arcade, and if they want a game, I say go to Apple Arcade. You know why? They take out all these stupid ads, right? And there's not like weird spyware in there just aimed exactly. at children like there is on all the Android games. However, interestingly, yeah. we are seeing uh, mobile gaming, which of course depends on the advertising industry. That industry, the advertising industry shrank sure. 7% in okay. the second quarter, according to data from Nielsen. All the gaming companies, you know, the whole industry has been hurting. Roblox is down 67% year over mm-hmm. year. Take Two, which uh, owns Rockstar, which does Grand Theft Auto, NBA 2K is down 41% year over year. Unity is down 84.5% year over year, but it's this mobile gaming one Mm -hmm. that is just this kind of huge hit. Like Q2, mobile gaming revenue fell 9.6% year over year to $11 billion. Downloads fell 2.5%. And it's just this kind of perfect storm, I guess, of the ad industry collapse and maybe people like leaving the house. I would... Yeah, I, well, there's probably, yeah, people were probably, uh, you know, the reopening doesn't have, yep. doesn't hurt year over year statistics. So you'd have to look back two years pre pandemic in 2019. What were these companies doing? I'm mm-hmm. sure their consumption is way up overall from that. But this is where subscription revenue, um, versus advertising revenue can be a nice blend. So if you can blend the two, like the New York Times has done successfully, or now we see Netflix trying to do Netflix had subscription. Now they're trying to add ads. Other businesses had ads. And they try to add subscription, having multiple at scale, having the dual revenue streams can, you know, make the business a little more formidable. Mm -hmm. I I tend to like the subscription businesses better. I wish these games were just more subscription based. Um, And I I just hate advertising in a video game specifically. I don't mind a nice classy ad uh, for things that are targeted. I kind of like them. In fact, I, I find Google ads. Sometimes when I do a search, if I'm searching for like a SaaS company, the Google ads to me are better than the organic results. Why? I know those people are seriously strong businesses who want me as a customer. And so I, I kind of like, I see that's a signal that they're trying to spend to get in front of me. Same thing if I'm, you know, buying a car, like I want to buy, a, I want to get rid of the minivan and I want to buy like a SUV. When I was doing searches, I was getting really like, okay, these are the dealerships that probably really want my business i can probably close a deal quicker with them so anyway i I consider it a bit of a signal it's just tough to be in the mobile gaming industry i know vcs are now starting to dabble in it but it's a hit-based business you really need the subscription-based ones in order to make this great yeah i I had our producers pull um there was some interesting data from PitchBook from 2016 talking about the top investors in the space and i just thought this was interesting like as a historical look at what startups did so in like between 2010 and 2016 514 mobile gaming companies got vc backing including seven that raised more than 100 million dollars and i totally want to go find out which ones those were um even then activity was waning it was really like 2010 2011 that all of that money was going in but it made me wonder as like a baby 
uh, BC Sunday School situation, if a bunch of money went in 2011, 12, 13, 2016, what, what does that mean for those funds if these mobile games and companies are collapsing now? Probably most of them already got acquired or had some sort of exit, I would imagine, because yeah, there was so much consolidation. The theme here was some of these really boomed in such a major way uh, and you can always tell by the number of edging remember clash of clans that game mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of farmville so you had zynga then you had supercell zynga went public supercell got bought for eight billion dollars right, uh, you had Tencent. angry birds uh maker so angry birds uh was the other one that that did very well for a while and so a lot of those companies got sold right rovio I, i'm not sure if rovio got sold or not uh, but I do know Clash of Clans and Zynga, you know, all had great exits. And so that's yeah. what happened. And yep. uh, and Roblox, of course, and Minecraft. So there is money to be made here. Mm-hmm. It happens in two ways. Either you have a hit, like League of Legends, like Minecraft, um, or you have sort of, or I should say you have a hit or you have a platform. Hit or platform. Minecraft and Unity. These things were platform plays. Uh, so was um, Roblox. And Zynga was a platform as well. Many games under one platform that they built out. Uh, and then some of them are just hit-based businesses. You know, you get like a League right. of Legends. I think it's a hit-based thing. So it can work for VCs. It's a hard business. Uh, most VCs have shied away from it. And I think uh, it's very capital founder, intensive. If you're one of those people we just talked about who's going to go found a business uh, or start a startup, <laughs> found a startup, um, make it subscription based. Probably do not come to anybody with an ad based business right now. Yeah, I mean, you can have it as a backup. I would go, I agree with you. I go subscription. I think they're, the, the really clever thing is the wordles of the world, those kind of like very simple to make games mm-hmm. um, where, you know, that are not capital intensive. When you're trying to make these tier one games, I think they call them, you know, the call of duties, you're talking about spending hundreds of millions, you know, high tens of millions. So when you start getting yeah. $50 million in, in order to find out if consumers like the product, that's super dangerous for VCs. But if you can build a game, like a puzzle game or a Clash of Clans or a, uh, what's the one that everybody is addicted to that's like little puzzles? Ah, I've got the name of it. You know, like your aunt plays it and they can't get enough of it. No, it's like that, but it's it's like, you know, they have like cut the string kind of games. It's like this. Oh um, yeah, I see those all the time. The ads for them. There's like a, there's like they're like, like Bejeweled, yeah, your aunt yeah. plays Bejeweled. I see them in like, I see, I used to see Marissa those ads in Candy Crush. Candy Crush, that's it. Those kind of games are not yeah. too expensive. Back in the day, Marissa Mayer and I used to, of, of Yahoo Google fame, we used to play Bejeweled and we were, since we were friends, we would like be on leaderboards and we would like, when we'd see each other, we'd talk about our Bejeweled strategies. Like I was like, it was like Auntie Marissa Mayer. And yeah, I was Aww. like Auntie J. Cal. I was cute. But like, but like, I think a lot of that, yeah. Candy Crush is the one I'm thinking of. Those well, kind of ones are Candy good Crush. For, yeah. It, interestingly, I would have wondered if it was. I would have thought it was like flush with cash because recently Candy Crush like blanketed the skies of New York with a big drone ad yes. for Candy Crush. In fact, a guy I know was like furious about it. And he was like, "Hello, FAA! Like, you shouldn't be. You know, you should not be allowing people to just pollute the skies with this giant billboard or whatever." But maybe it's because they're actually their revenue is declining. I don't know. Um. Yeah. They're uh, like, hey, everybody keep the- playing Candy Crush. I played a lot during the pandemic and then stopped because this stuff's mad addicting. Had I, stuff I, I had a threes addiction uh, that I've been dealing with. Yeah, I know Sam Bankman Fried has been, you know, dealing with his speed addiction. I've been dealing with my threes addiction. I, 
I love those Just like speed and three games, and I play it with my daughter allegedly because it, it's like a math alleged. I, we play this math self admitted. I don't know. You know what I love as a segment that we do here? We live in the future. WLITF.com, which will become its own series at some point. We live in the future is going to become its own show. I'm going to get a streamer to buy this, Molly. But love it. We do it here as a segment. WLITF. We live in the future. This is where we talk about a product or service. That we seems like science fiction, but has actually become reality thanks to entrepreneurs and startups. What do we got today? Yeah, love this one. Um, sh- so we talk a lot on the show about how like VR is super cool, but kind of niche. And you really have to have a reason to put the glasses on. And then we often say, and so do many, many others, that AR is the platform of the future. And on the theory that the future is here, let's look at this Shopify project. There have been lots of people attempting to nail augmented reality shopping and this demo from shopify which is building a reverse ar shopping experience might have finally nailed it so they basically create rooms around ah, the furniture so it's like oh here's a couch but here's what the whole room would look like got it built around the couch yeah so this is great you could do this with your phone you don't need glasses you take your phone out you've seen this before and it places a sofa in your room but what this is doing is it's not just placing the sofa. It then says, hey, you know, if you're doing the sofa, you might want to do the rug, a side table, you know, and whatever. So, yeah, this and these are great. Shows you how to style it, right? Which, like, currently, I think you actually pay designers for, which is kind of awesome. There were, actually, speaking of this, there were a number of uh, virtual, um, what do they call the people who style your oh, home? Oh, here what we go. Called? So. What's a person who, your home? A designer. Interior designer. Interior uh, designer, yeah. I see. So like they just showed this couch literally just in a warehouse mm-hmm. and then built an entire room all around it. And you can move it around. You can like imagine how you would decorate around it. Wow. I know a couple of interior designers are going to be upset about this actually because they do charge for this. <laughs> they do. Um, but I think what it will do is they'll just move to like, you know, you use this yourself and then you come to us and we finish it up for you. So it's sort of like what I think is happening with AI. You know, you might have you might work on your logo f- or your album art for your podcast using Dolly or one of these services. And then you'll say, hey, here's what I want it to be. Can you finish this for me? Right. So I think what's going to happen is um you'll say hey this is what i think looks good and then you'll go to your interior decorator and instead of them spending 25 hours on your living room they'll spend five instead of charging you 25 times whatever they get paid i don't know 50 bucks an hour 100 bucks an hour but there are now virtual ones of this where you just take pictures of your space and then they will um you know do it so that's what okay so that was the missing piece i didn't totally understand what the goal of this was um and now thank you for the notes the concept here is that you scan your own home yeah and then that information about the scan of your home is stored like in your glasses and then when you're in the store and you look at the couch you would just tap tap your glasses or activate this shopping app and then you would literally see your own home in these glasses being rendered all around this couch so you would actually see what it too yeah, yeah so the opposite of how you go online now and you like upload a picture of your living room and then you see what the Wayfair lo- rug looks like it. 
This is like you shop in the real world with glasses on that have a stored image of your home. That is cool. That is the future. Yeah, the two startups in this space, I think, are Havenly's one, Moodsy, M-O-D-S-Y is the other. There's a number of these where you take pictures of your home and then they will design it and send it to you. So I don't know how much they charge, but it wasn't absurdly expensive. I, I've never used it. I, I tried to get my wife to use it because I wanted to save money. She wasn't having it. But yeah, you can have virtual consultations. And I think like if you're in your 20s or 30s and you've got your first apartment or something, they can do this. This is pretty cool. The reverse thing is really the idea of being able to do this out in the world, I think, is what is so compelling. It's like you're at a store, you have your presumably low profile AR glasses, and you're just like, oh, boop, boop, boop. That's smart. It's super smart for like physical retail. Good times, good times. We do not know, by the way, if this has launched yet. I don't think that glasses exist at the no. size and I I think you're doing this through your iPad or phone. But you hold up yeah. your iPad or phone and you see a rendered picture. Eventually, right. those will be through glasses that are lightweight. And I am getting increasing signals um, from my network. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Which you know, if you uh, talk to a lot of startups, you're going to have a pretty good inside information. Mm -hmm. And I don't have this as inside information. I'm not making a J trade on it, but I might make. I might want more Apple stock. Apple's product is kick-ass. And what's coming out next year is going to blow people's brains. Hmm. That's mm. what somebody told me. And I've had multiple people tell me like imminent, imminent, imminent. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. And we've had people on the show say it, but I, now I'm getting it from uh, startups and uh, people in the tech community, which means I, the last time this happened with the watch and the iPad, Right. And other it's products. making its way to developers and they're starting to it, The developers see it. are mm -hmm. the leaky buckets. So the developers tend to get access to this stuff first. So if you're Apple, you, you look at the top 10 apps, you know, and you might say to one of the top 10 app builders, hey, we have a watch coming. You can be sure if Strava is the number one app for sports and fitness, I don't know if it is or not. Apple then goes to them, brings them to a room. They yep. only bring two people, they sign their life away, and they let them start coding in a room at Apple's headquarters is how I was told this happens. And boom, you start revving on some specs and they start telling you, hey, here's some sizes for a device that we have not announced yet. And you're like, well, that device is like the size of a postage, two postage stamps. Like, where's this device going to live? And they're like, yeah, you can use your imagination. They kind of give you just enough information. So I think that's what's happening right now. And if you're a developer... Uh, or a designer or somebody who's working on this kind of stuff, you can feel free to talk to Uncle Jaco and give me some information. And, you know, I might be able to uh, repay you at some point uh, with information or, uh, you know, a supportive tweet or something. I'm not saying that I would pay for leaked information. I would never do that. I'm just saying I'd love to have Anymore. conversations with people about their vision for the future. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want Good you idea. giving me, don't break any agreements you have. No. But I'd love to have a thoughtful decision about the we live in the future segment with people who want to whisper yeah like a little whisper network that's kind of how it network. goes down yeah a whisper network not the, not the kind you're thinking of from the me too days but the new the, the other kind no 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 <laughs> no i don't want that whisper network. let's do i think we have time for a quick Ooh. startup of the day please there was a little complaining out? online hey there's not enough startups in this week in startups so we're we're we Especially hear you people who if i'm being honest don't want us to bash on crypto 
But whatever, we hear but you. Whatever, we hear you. We hear you. We because we want to it is startups, and we think it's fun. So, yes. um, this is a super interesting startup of the day that, of course, Rachel Reporting found. Oh, Upkeep. Yeah, Upkeep is an app that lets users find, book, and pay for med spa treatments. Med spa, I think, being this like middle ground between medical treatments and spa treatments like things that just make you botox? look and feel good i'm talking about botox and fillers can we get a two for one me and you can we get a two and for one facials <laughs> you i can think we're, we're kind on, of in the you zone can tell we're on, on restream today because we're like oh boy <laughs> i think we're in the zone Molly. maybe we can get a two for one here is this can we expense this against advertising <laughs> i don't you think it should be a tax write-off maybe. like, botox, Feels like it should. yeah botox fine like come on people. i don't know mess with your this messing with your face thing but Mm. Well, so that's what's so interesting is that Rachel and I had this exact conversation. She was like, I uh, am not sure how I feel about like morally about how promoting this app because it's like to help you find and pay for Botox, fillers, you know, facials, laser hair removal. Cool. Sure, that's it's a fine. One stop shop for everything. Okay. Um, the company raised $2 million in a seed round co led by the Anthemis Female Innovators oh, Lab Fund. There you go. And they're fif- the 1517 fund. Oh, and it is true. That for a long time, there have been a lot of like coupons and you could go to this place and whatever. But like, you don't really want to mess around with your Botox provider. It is nice to know that the person with the botulinum toxin in a needle knows what they're doing. Yes, it should be. There's a couple of things you don't try to save money. And uh, one of them is sushi. And uh, also another one. Yeah, you're not trying to save money there. Nope. Yeah, and this is a place where you're not trying to save money. So this is not to save money. This isn't like Groupon. This is just to find providers. Yep, and have like reputable places. It'll offer some suggestions to safe med spas. You know, you can't because, and again, even Yelp reviews. Yelp, I find to also be hit or miss. Like I like the idea that there could be, and I don't know what kind of validation mechanism there is, um, but I'm curious. But it's sort of, it is like class pass kind of, or there's like a couple spa type subscriptions this lets you do in-app booking um so that you don't have to call to make an appointment and then rachel had this fundamental question like is it better for society to just have this all aggregated in one place and i'm like yeah people are good like people want to mess with their faces and people want to make themselves look younger so at least give them a nice place to find it all in one safe location I guess, yeah. I mean, listen, no, uh, no judgments. If people, if it makes people feel better about themselves and it's not dangerous, I guess I'm okay with it on the margins. People want to be more attractive, I guess, or it makes them more confident. I, I'm okay with plastic surgery. I haven't had it, but maybe I need to. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I just like losing weight. I just think surgery. as a guy, like my face, like I just want to go Harrison Ford style. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if you get a little... I had to have like a little lymphoma removed on my arm and like they had a plastic surgeon do it and it's just like a little growth and it's just, you know, like a little, and it wasn't cancer or anything. So it was great. Oh, but okay. I, yeah. I, but like, they were like, oh, you have to see a plastic surgeon so that you don't have like a little tiny scar. I'm like, well, what are we talking about? It's like two stitches. Who cares? And they're like, well, you know, you have like a little line there. And I'm like, why would I care? Like, like if I was Harrison Ford, it would look good. But the image, the, the imagery on the web upkeep website is pretty funny. Like, look at this, uh, woman with the red hair like look at that picture what's ah, going on there god getting a fill around on that. your face no and she's just like really thrilled she's looking at me like she's dead inside mm-hmm. 
And then somebody with a bunch of bejeweled, a bejeweled hand is getting a green injection into her lips. This looks like some crazy horror film. I'm not sure about the art direction. That's messed up. Okay, upkeep. that's messed up. That is like some sort of insane, terrifying. She looks like a real doll. It's like a Blumhouse movie or something. I don't like this. Pull yeah. up, um, pull up if you would not mind. My absolute favorite influencer, oh. Julia Fox. Oh God! On this very topic today. Jabs. Today. Uncut jabs. Uncut jabs. Uncut jabs. We're gonna need some. We gotta hear this because it's amazing. How this views? But I need, oh, I did see this. This was trending. This is outstanding. And I just feel like it's a good time to drop this in. On well, the topic this is her of also upkeep. with no makeup, looking like a normal human. Mm -hmm. Except everybody's saying? doing the bleached eyebrows right now, which are... Just so you guys know, aging is fully in. Like, fully. Dirty girl, ugly, um not wearing clothes that fit your body type just fully just wearing anything you want um all those things are in and if i see another product that says anti-aging on the label i'm suing i'm going to sue i'm going to sue because i'm going to age regardless of if i put the 500 serum on my face and you all know it and we know it so let's stop lying to ourselves getting old is hot okay it is sexy it is probably the sexiest time in life actually because being being pretty and, and hot in your 20s is the trenches okay and i'm not going back there like she's such a fascinating creature and a fount of both like nightmare and wisdom and in this clip she's like aging is fully fully in you could see oh, her over and over. That, even that's like, my approach. I'm going yeah, Harrison Ford. Exactly. So she was Finish literally with. like, you guys, like, she's like, ugly is in. Wearing whatever the hell clothes you want that look ridiculous on you, mm -hmm. in. Aging is in. And she's like, I'm not putting your $500 serum on my face because it's not going to be anti-aging. I'm still going to age. And I don't want to hear about it anymore. And like, F off, basically. And she, and then she talks about, she's like, that whole like being young and pretty in her 20s thing. She's like, that is the trenches. And I'm not going back to the trenches. That's I like amazing. it. I love her. Well, this is how She's guys think, by the way. This is just, I, I hate to make, uh, I hate to admit that genders are different on this program. I'm going to get myself canceled, but this is how guys always thought. We're, I mean, except for some guys in LA that I was hanging out with. And I was like, yeah, I like, don't know I if I can be know. friends with you guys not because you're just them. a little too, you know, when you have like guy when guys hang out, like when I moved to LA, all these guys were looking in the mirror all the time and like doing their hair. And I just, it was very weird as a kid from Brooklyn to see guys like primping and all this stuff, like going to the bathroom. And that guy, there were guys, listen again, no judgments, but like, I don't wear eye makeup. I mean, it's, it, I will tell you, tread carefully here because a whole yes. new generation of people, the manscaped customer is like looking in the mirror. So I just, there's just they're a trying lot more, to sell like, me I think mascara overall. Upkeep I'm not going to wear mascara. Way bigger thing. I'm I, I draw the line. I'm not going to wear a mascara. Is it I, I'm mascara? saying this now, but maybe you never know. Maybe I'll mascara. It'll look it. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like I like both. Exactly. I like both of these things. I like balancing upkeep uh -huh. as the app with mm -hmm. the reminder that yeah. other than devoting your whole entire life to how you look and bleaching your own eyebrows, like aging is fully in. You can be as ugly as you want. I. This is how guys or think. Or not. Here, or here's not. What I think. 
do whatever you want. Soci- you know what society likes? A weight loss story. Since I lost the weight, people like me a lot more. And people want to know how I did it. People want to give me a hug. Uh, and uh, I talk, I'm going to be on the Tim Ferriss podcast. I talk a little bit about weight loss in the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I, I reveal everything. But um, coming up, but I, I think if I keep losing weight, I add some muscle, I might be able to do a shirt off selfie next summer. And if I can do that, if I can get a Bezos Chamath shirt off, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I haven't seen the Chamath selfie. Like Whoa. I just heard it referred to a lot of times. And then oh, you recently, ran into it recently? I, I did see it. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was crushing for me. I, I mean, was like, God damn, Chamath. He worked. You know what? He walks <laughs> sideways and backwards on a treadmill. I, I've been with him when he does it. He's he like, he's got, he seriously puts in the work. And you know what? Here's how I feel. Revenge body. He's going to put in the work. He can take his shirt off. I'm going to be, this is me next summer. I'm, I'm maybe 12 pounds. I'm like eight to 12 pounds away from the shirt coming. I mean, you Get can it. look up here, up here. <laughs> I'm just saying like, it, I, I know that looks like the white whale, but like there's some muscle coming out. I was like, I had there's my shirt the other day. Out. I was talking to my wife. I was like, am I getting close? She's like, you're getting close. You're like, am I getting kind of ripped? Huh, I'm like close to my shirt off. Just don't forget the self tanner. Is the thing like you're no, an Irish no, guy? I'm Irish guy. It's you like, gotta, you oh. gotta. The self tanner is just to literally do. Otherwise, it won't show. It's like just trying to take no a picture of a black cat. You know, you never get the definition. Yeah, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta think it through. But like, I, I need to, yeah. If I can just maybe add five pounds to six pounds of muscle and lose six more pounds of fat, I am possibly at the right angle. It's not at all angles, but I could maybe get an angle and a lighting that could be. The J. Cal shirt off selfie. It's we're within spinning distance now, folks. Set. Put it on your calendars. Put it on your, Put calendars. It on your calendars. I'll do it here. Kids. I'll do it here on this podcast. All right. I think that's enough show All for right. today. I think that's enough. Congratulations show for today. to upkeep. I'm and uh, yeah, just I don't know about the art direction. Yeah, I mean, try it. That's the thing about art direction as a tip for founders. Yeah, I'm criticizing that art because it looks dystopian and crazy to me. But you never know. They could have done the right thing and tried five different versions of that imagery. And that one that's like shocking and crazy mm-hmm. got the worst click throughs. Yeah. So that's what you need to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Go go out on that limb. Go out on that limb because Gen Z probably likes it better than us boomers. All right. <laughs> that's enough. Now, you know what, today? Great show. Great show. Great show, um, Molly. It was a real like Monday. Movie. Monday Starting and not out. all dystopian big tech news. Exactly. We got some startups in there. Yes. Love which it. is good. Which is good. I, I like the upkeep. Back to basics. I might want to find out. Maybe we need to take a meeting with upkeep. I'm going to wet my beak on that one. No, I have I, questions as well. Because honestly, like this yeah. is a huge, all of this is so huge right now. Whether you want it to be or not, it's also huge. I've done the Botox. I'm not ashamed. Oh, you did Botox? You tried it? Yeah. I've, done, I've tried it like twice. And then I always and, just forget. I always forget to go back. But did you, did any? Oh, let me ask you this: Did anybody yeah. notice it? I don't think so. Nobody noticed. Did anybody say, "Hey, you look great"? I mean, I got it like nine months ago, so I worked here. Oh, okay. I never yeah. noticed. Yeah, I know exactly. Nobody noticed because because you, you get here. We call it Berkeley Botox. Like they're oh. like der- these dermatologists are like we do Berkeley Botox where it's like light, light. Yeah. Not did that, you like, notice crazy, the difference? Shiny forehead. I definitely did. Yes. Yeah, okay. and in fact, now I'm noticing it wearing off. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see the difference. But honestly, huh. like, 
Do what you want, people. Like, yeah, my I was friend like, just got I don't know. There. I want to look. My friend has age. really big. Um, my friend Brooke has been public about it on her Instagram. She, you know, like the bags under my eyes that yeah. I have the, over years. She had those done and she looks great. Um, I don't know what that's called. That? But wow. Yeah, they do something with like your eyes. If you get like old and you've got like uh, bags under your eyes, like uh, I, mine aren't that bad, but I guess you can you can get something done to get rid of the bags under your eyes. So she did that. So yeah, under I eye mean, filler, is that what it is? Under eye filler. Okay, sure. What I, the only reason like that I, I, I had a hilarious mm. moment with a, I was, it was like me and my public radio producer, who's my same age, who was kind of a hippie mm-hmm. and then like real young sound engineer and mm. real young sound engineer was like, I, women, like, I don't understand why you get the mm. Botox and you don't need, and it's just like beauty standards and the male gaze and da, 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 da. Mm. And literally like me and this other 40 something woman were just like, hmm. Talk to us in like 25 years, sweetie. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I'm, I'm just here for it. I think it, people. Reel it in and the judging for just a minute. I am totally fine with people. I think it's awesome that people are getting healthier. And uh, as long as you don't become obsessed with the stuff. Like if you're like. Exactly. You know, that's my I'm, concern is I have one friend and I'm watching her face really change a lot on. That's when it gets Instagram weird. Instagram and I don't like that. No. When you're. That's mm-hmm. the other thing with the the lips is the, the place I see. Yeah, it the fillers is, the, is yikes. The lip is a little much. Like when I see people with the too much lip action going on, I'm like, is that? And Jade's like, yeah. My wife's like, yeah, that's oh yeah, injections into your that's lips. That. Yeah, I'm like, I guess it, it gets. There's just a point where I think if you notice it, like when I get my haircut, I'm like, just cut it so nobody notices I got a haircut. That's what I my yes. instructions are. You know, yeah. and then once in a while I'm like, buzz it so I look like a cop, and like you know I go really short. But most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, just give like a little cleanup and that's it. So I think a little cleanup is my yeah. philosophy. All right. Happy exactly. Monday, everybody. Good luck at your Botox, uh, anybody who's tuning in. And uh, just use the promo code TWIST to get an extra 10% on your Botox. Get the Berkeley <laughs> Botox. Use the promo code MOLLY. But you look great. It's coming. I mean, it's coming. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You know, All right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with my face overall, but it doesn't mean you can't like little bit here well, i mean also there. we're on air i mean that's another thing to think about is uh, you know there's like a you know what it was any pressure here zoom. but zoom made me just hate my own face and i think a lot of i bet that's partly why upkeep is like really popular right now is everybody was staring at their own face on for zoom. way yeah. too long okay everybody thanks to all of our uh thanks to all the noties everybody who watched live if you want to watch live go to youtube.com slash this week in and hit the subscribe button then hit the bell 206,000 of you subscribe and we get you know three four five hundred people tune in live we try to do it around 10 a.m every day depending on when we get to our desk and the news breaking yep all right another great episode monday's show was produced by rachel so rachel gets credit today rachel reporting great job great job tomorrow everybody see you tomorrow Bye -bye. bye bye